Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Good Bit Podcast. We are here finally after what feels like weeks of build-up. We are here for our 2023 Halloween special. Yes, we have finally arrived at the scariest week of the year, apparently. This is our Halloween slash scary movie slash horror movie slash favourite films to watch around this time of year special of the Good Bit Podcast. If this was a Simpsons episode, this would be Treehouse of Horror number 42. And the way the Simpsons are going, um, we could be at Treehouse of Horror 42 very, very soon. Welcome in again, everybody. Lovely to have you here. Hopefully you are still with us after this great run of episodes. Hopefully you've been tuning in. I've been getting lots of lovely feedback from you lovely listeners, which is always greatly appreciated. And also we will have some listener engagement in this episode as I put the call out to you all on the social medias, which is at the Good Bit Pod on Instagram, Twitter, slash X, and yes, TikTok is now a thing for the Good Bit Podcast, ladies and gents. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at the Good Bit Pod. This week, ladies and gents, I have two of my favourite recurring guests on the show, returning to the show for the first time in three weeks, I believe, three or four weeks after he was last chatting about John Carpenter's The Thing. It is Mr. Michael Geary, and the one and only Greg Jones is back on the show. Guys, welcome to the show. It's lovely to see you. Wearing my John Carpenter t-shirt today. Oh, very the, nice. The Thing. Oh, very nice. Um, I'm assuming you've been recognised in the streets. People have been sending you fan mail because you're on the podcast. I'm, I'm so grateful, which is it's funny because hard. it's audio. It's been hard. They uh, they won't leave me alone, Chris. <laughs> Being hounded. I'm sorry. Hounded. I'm sorry. Just start uh, doing like that theme song to the thing, just in the distance. Doom, 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 doom. And yes, I w- we can't start without saying, Greg, congratulations. I'm married. Thank man. you. Woo-hoo! Thank you very much. It is the best. Fa- is literally the best feeling. It's so good. I mean. Just watching all the antics on social media and seeing you on your honeymoon, which looked like the greatest honeymoon ever, Universal oh, so Studios, good. tell us about your time. Ooh, um, I mean, where do you even start? We we just had two incredible weeks. We we were in parks for every day, bar two days. Oh, One man. day was because we were really ill, and then the other day was because we kind of like wanted a day of like going around the local area. Um, which was it was an incredible experience, and we we worked out that we walked about one hundred eighty thousand steps, which equated in distance to about four and a half marathons that we walked over those two weeks. So we're knackered. But yes, uh, this is going to be awful for anybody that's just a uh, an audio listener. But while at Disney, I fulfilled oh, a total childhood lifelong dream here, uh, and at um. One of the parks, known as uh, Universal Studios, they've got the Star Wars, known as Galaxy's Edge, and you can book on to do a lightsaber building experience. And this, like chaps, this this was the stuff of dreams. Um, so you go in, and it's this really immersive environment, and you're uh, while outside, they say, what path do you want to choose? And there's four different paths that you can go down. And um, it's things like uh, uh, peace and justice or like nature and harmony. And all of these paths will choose what crystal you're given. Oh. And when you go inside, you stood around this huge table and there's the uh, basically like the master of ceremonies that's speaking about the whole experience. And then you, you've got a card 
that must have a symbol on it that the staff know which kind of like path you've chosen because you put the card on the uh, the table in front of you and they bring this huge container that's just covered in crystals and the path that you've chosen that crystal will be lit up and I'm like it's such a it's such a tiny tiny little detail but must require so much planning to get it just right right and you take your crystal out and they give you a little like internal hilt and then they put a train in front of you that loads of different parts based on what path you've chosen so i went for power and control because i knew it would get me a, a red sith lightsaber um you know because that's the kind of guy i am yeah. <laughs> so and um Darth and they, uh, yeah and then eventually you um you build a hilt and this is this is my so sorry for any sorry for any audio the awful but it's a um a black and silver designed um, saber with like some exposed red wires. And at the top, it kind of looks like the spiky wings of like a, um, like a Thai destroyer. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah. And see so you, your crystals inside and you build it however you want. And when there's no blade, it won't work, but then you get the, uh, the actual <laughs> blade itself. And it just has this beautiful moment when you click it in. Oh, and then you ignite. Oh, and it's just, it's so good. And um, oh, it's just delicious. So jealous. Um, so, so I went, there's like a little shop next door that's called, um, is it called something like Doc Andors or something like that? On cool. bar. Um, and it's, it's meant to feel like a store where, the the owner of the store has traveled the galaxy onto all the battlefields and taken like leftover lightsabers so you can go and buy like the characters hilts and things like that right but you can buy oh, you can buy extra crystals for your lightsaber so i've got a couple of different colors to kind of like make the most out of this hilt um so it, did it that guy get amazing. most of his stock after order 66 <laughs> yeah probably yeah definitely yeah. oh yeah. wow <laughs> Just wipe this, the board. This guy doesn't sound like a good guy. Yeah, I'm I'm funding that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the thing I love about that is that they could just have this really cool experience where you go in and just buy a lightsaber. But the fact that it's so detailed yeah. is just <clears throat> amazing and just makes, makes you just want to go and you would do it again, you know? Well, you think that the first session you can go in and build is at like nine in the morning. And then the last one, I think, is about like six or seven at night. And there's 20 people each time, and it's always just fully booked. Can I ask and a question? The, yeah, yeah, man. Were you feeling before you went in, was there a point where you were just overwhelmed? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like um, my, so Luce was standing next to me and my friend Jules, who's who was at Lipper with me, she lives in Florida and she traveled all the way over for our wedding and then went all the way back to show us all the way around Disney as well. It was just incredible. So she filmed my reaction walking around and going into Galaxy's yes. Edge. And the second that I saw the Falcon in person, I was all the emotions came racing to my eyes. It was it was indescribable. Um yeah. Yeah. So it was it was pure magic. It was pure magic. The whole experience, like I say to anybody, it was it was horrifically expensive. But if it's one of those things that you're desperate to do, it's a it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like, right. We we won't regret it ever for the rest of our lives. It was so worth doing. 
it's amazing um, yeah pure magic sorry long story short it was very good <laughs> so... <laughs> yes a, a married man now listen and that's that's so incredible to see all the stuff you were getting up to and the fact you got your own lightsaber knowing that you have your own crystal in there is yeah. must be so satisfying <laughs> it's really cool it's really cool yeah and, nice uh, one yeah so it was very very good yeah I'm jealous. I'll, I'll definitely, I have been to Universal, but I haven't done the whole experience like that. So it's definitely something. I think it, oh. it was developed after I'd been. So I'll definitely get there um, yeah. at some point in the next few years, hopefully. And I'd, I'd love to be able to do that yeah. as well. Um, yes. So it is this time of year, lads. It is Halloween-y sort of mm. thing. Um, and I have to be honest, like I'm not, I know I'm supposed to be the host here, right? But I'm not the most horror fanatic as as i spoke to you about last time michael i'm not you know I, i'll appreciate any film regardless of genre um mm-hmm. regardless of the film it doesn't matter what kind of mood i'm in or whatever i will still you know embrace the the good parts of the film and stuff the good bits of the film i should say um but when it comes to horror i do know the least <laughs> in terms of knowledge and, and right. fandom and stuff like that <laughs> and you recommended me to check out <clears throat> poltergeist that was my homework and i can admit oh. i have done so um, and I watched, here. yeah, that's, I mean, just hearing that made me scared because it was a terrifying film, but I loved it. I really did enjoy it. Um, I liked the fact that it was more kind of family orientated than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like total ghost story, you know, especially I've seen all, you know, throughout time, the kind of memes of the television and the little girl and the fuzziness and stuff. And just that idea is really scary. There's, you know, as a spirit or whatever coming into your house via your TV, it's terrifying. Right. Um, but it wasn't as terrifying as I was expecting. There wasn't many jump scares that always get me. Um, it was a more of a family kind of classic 80s film. 80s, is it right? I'm sure. Yep. Um, really enjoyed it. So thank you for the recommendation. And now I can say I have seen another classic horror film. <laughs> Quite right, too. It's, a, it's an amazing movie. And they get away with a lot uh, with the rating that they put mm. on it. Uh, but that's, I think, Steven Spielberg's speciality. He always seems to be able to go, come on, guys, let's just, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and he, I think he famously did that with um, the Temple of Doom because there's some horrific stuff in it. Um, yeah. And I think he got like a PG-13 on that. So, um, you know, he's he's a very influential chap, but uh, obviously. But uh, Poltergeist is, I think, a really good entry-level horror movie. Yeah. Because it's, it's funny... It's got, you know, at its heart, there's love to it, which is wonderful. The family is amazing. All the actors are fantastic. Zelda Rubenstein is fantastic as Tangine, the woman who goes, you know, your house is queen. Um, she's <laughs> she's so great. Uh, I, I, I love her in that. Well, I love her in everything. But I think what's really nice is there's this idea of technology and reason meeting the unstoppable force of the supernatural. Um, mm. And I, and I, I love that. I, I always love that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be bringing that up a bit later when I talk about another favorite of mine. Nice. Um, it's a <laughs> little spoiler. I don't know. Foreshadowing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. A trailer for you. <laughs> it's a trailer, yeah. This is the part I usually go to the toilet because I don't want to get anything spoiled for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed that. And it's another classic that I can, you know, the way you just kind of like to say 
that you've seen these things. I get really embarrassed when there's like these classic films and I have to be like, yeah, no, not seen that one yet. So when you've when you've finally seen a big one, you go, yes, that's a good one to check off the list, you know. Um, Greg, I don't know about you. Are you a big horror fan? Are you a scary movie guy? What's your thoughts? Oh, I love horror movies. Love them. Absolutely love them. Um, I I've prepared. <laughs> of course, you I've have prepared a little pile of Your what collection. I like, <laughs> like of like essential horror movies. So again, I'm, apologies for any audio listeners, but it's a pile of what I would say like real essential like horror movies, and some that if you if you haven't seen them, it's worth checking them out. But I I love horror movies. Um. I used to watch them like all the time, like super, super, super late at night and try and just scare myself silly with them. Lately, I've kind of not seen as many, um, but there's one that I bought here that I managed to find online. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that again before Halloween. And um, that is, I don't know if you've seen 30 Days of Night. Yes. Great movie. So um, have you seen it, Chris? No, not seen that. Okay, so I mean, Mike's going to already know this. So it's um, set in the the Alaskan town of Barrow. So this is thirty days of night. Oh, cool! Um, and it is it you know for for thirty days once a year this particular like region um, just doesn't experience the sun, and during this time a group of vampires stumbles upon the town and goes, hmm. There is a lot of food here and it's so, so intense. And I think it portrays vampires exactly how I would want to see them. These are not vampires from Twilight. No, no, no. (laughs) They do not sparkle in the sun. They are not, they are not pretty (laughs) sparkly vampires who are really sad because they're so rich. And handsome. And handsome. (laughs) So God It's really sad because I'm going to live forever yeah. and I'm really strong and I'm really good looking and I sparkle when someone wanna, hits me. Just don't touch me. You, you smell too good. And you're like, oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I look, I'm, I'm actually, I, for confession, <clears throat> I, I I do like the Twilight films. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say that. We we watch them every year. Um, but Where is the leave button? Um, <laughs> these, <laughs> these, 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 but because I just appreciate there's there's stuff in it which is really good. I, it's it's great, but no, they're you know, but no, they're nonsense. Listen, um, um, that's I love the fact that you've admitted that because I also have just watched them for the first time this year, and it was a recurring theme on the podcast. And um, will I ever watch Twilight? I keep saying nope, 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 nope. But I made my partner watch all of Star Wars, and she watches wrestling with me all the time, and all the, and and I took her to the cinema to see Jaws and all this stuff, oh. and she's like, you, you have to watch these films with me. Come on. I was okay, right? How many is there? Two? She's like five. <laughs> so I was like, great. Oh. Um, so we've, we've watched through them. And the first one, I was like, you know what? I've seen worse. I have seen worse. Um, <laughs> but full disclosure, I've seen four so far. I still want to go and I keep putting it off. So there you go. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell the fifth one to you. And the fifth one to you is sold entirely on one moment, and it's the moment where um I can't remember the character. Is it Arlo? Is that the Michael Sheen lead vampire? Yes. Um, meets Renesme, which is the dumbest name ever created for any character. In any also, genre. great knowledge that you still remember that name. Oh, how can't yeah, you? Yeah. How can't you? It's like a trauma when you hear that word. Like that's uh, 
Anyway, when he, he sees Renesme, who is this unusual hybrid of human and vampire, spoilers, um, Michael Sheen, <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's one of my favourite actors in the whole world. world. He's, he's amazing. And he lets out this noise. And I don't know if he went, uh, all right, guys, I'm going to try something. Or he read it by anybody. But they, he did it, they kept it in, and it's brilliant. It's, it is the classic example of someone saying, make a bold choice, and he just does it, and it's it's incredible. You can just look up Arlo's laugh or Arlo's reaction on YouTube, and it's just worth looking at. It's an amazing sound. Whenever we end up uh, watching this film, <laughs> I'll watch for it or I'll listen for it, and then <laughs> knowing that you've said that now, then I'll know it's coming. <laughs> so... it's, it's, it's an extraordinary thing. But... 30 Days of Night is yes. brilliant. Okay, yes. I'll note it down. So, I'll note 30 Days of Night. <clears throat> yeah, now 30 who's 30 Days I, I, of Night? Greg, remind who who's the lead actor? Um it's Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yeah, he's so good. good. So good. And, and then, Danny Houston's in it, plays lead vampire, doesn't he? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, he was um oh he was in the X-Men films. Yeah, but the like newer ones. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's God, uh, he's terrifying. fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. I um, I'm, I I was introduced to him once, like this place, and he went, "Hello, I'm Danny," and I was like, "Yep, I'm scared," because <laughs> <laughs> he's a big guy, and also he was the the scary, scary vampire. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's it's such a ah oh, man. It's it's such a good um. Yeah, uh, it's it's a that's a really good choice. And yeah, it's beautiful the, the as well. Only, oh, so, so well shot, considering most of it's in the dark. Yeah. Um, but it's this, the whole movie is this desperate plight to stay alive. And just one by one, everybody's just getting picked off one by one. And it's really intense feeling. And I love horror movies where it... The you know there are so many situations where it's like oh and the good guys managed to get away just the last moment it's like no if they if they were not quick enough or smart enough they're dead and yeah. I think it's a really 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 clever horror and the vampires are super fast and they make this kind of like screaming noise when they like jump on like prey it's this kind of it like, doesn't seem of like it doesn't seem pleasant for them to be vampires though does no. it. No, no, God, no. And their teeth are like incredibly long and sharp and they're all covered in blood and their eyes are just jet black. Um, yeah. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant film. And I'm yeah. desperate again this week. Nice. Oh, I might watch it now. Thanks, Greg. That's a really good it's recommendation. So good. It's, yeah, good. it's so good. It. I'll absolutely um, watch it this week, yeah. Um, or even around this this sort of time. The past few weeks in the podcast, because it's it does, we're coming to this sort of time of year, I keep saying to everybody, whoever I've got on the podcast, I'm like, sell me on horror films. Like, tell me why yes. I should watch more. <clears> and Because I do, I, I, I love the fact that the genre is so popular and stuff. And I do enjoy a lot of them. I just don't know much about them. I don't have that real desire yeah. and that thrill that people have when they're about to be scared. I just, it's not my type of thing i guess but hmm. over the past few weeks i've had a lot of good recommendations and stuff and i'll add that one to the list that sounds good what, what other can, ones have you I had recommended quick... to you chris uh let's have a look um i've noted some down so the first one that was definitely mentioned to me was rec rec how do you pronounce it Yes. we watched that a number of years ago right i was on tour and uh and my amazing wife leanne who you both know um 
yep. came to stay. We were in this little sort of cottage in the middle of nowhere in North Wales. And it was pitch black. It was uh, so it was weekend. <laughs> um, and, you know, we had a few drinks in a bit of food in. It was lovely little fire going. And I said, oh, I've got this film uh, to what do you remember? Love film. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I got my little love film DVD through. And, send it back. And yeah, I, I love. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. I'm not going to bang on about how great Blockbuster was and love film, but they were great. Um, and I said to her, "Yeah, this is um, it's Spanish horror movie," and, <laughs> and I showed it to her, and, went, and she went, oh, it's like 75 minutes long. What can they do in 75 minutes?" Chris so turns much. out they could do a lot, a lot. <laughs> It's it so was scary. Okay. I'm not going to swear, but it was flipping terrifying and brilliant. You're supposed to be selling me on this. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah. Well, you know, if you want to watch it, uh, want to watch our movie, you got one there in Wreck. It's great. Is it the original Spanish yeah. version? Yeah. In 2007 yeah. is the one I was recommended. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because it, it was remade yeah. as. Um, what was it mate what was it remade as i don't know but i have over the last week i've asked a bunch of the the good bit listeners to send in some suggestions which i'll read out the ones i, I did yes, receive um and uh a good friend of the show josh whitelaw recommended rick and this was his quote not the bullshit remake called quarantine that's the one that's <laughs> <it>. quarantine <laughs> great really good yes. yep so, he's okay. got the right of it yep. got the right of it there yeah, big respect. Was it Josh? Josh, yeah, respect Josh, fellow actor, fellow actor. Um, <laughs> cool. All the ones that were recommended to me a recent one, The Pope's Exorcist, didn't fancy it whatsoever. Oh, um, no. also The Babadook, yes, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, a worrying movie. Oh, don't, don't, Greg, I knew you'd do that, and that's terrifying. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, recently, because it's just appeared on Netflix, the original Saw. Never seen it. Uh, uh, do you know what? That movie's a good movie. Yeah, brilliant. It, it, it works entirely off tension. Mm. Whereas the, sec- the second one was quite good. Not too Especially bad. Especially the, the syringe. The syringe pet uh, is, without a doubt, <laughs> one of the most haunting things of all time. It It is... It, it th- there is a point where those movies just become like, how are we going to tear this person apart? Uh, <laughs> which I can't, I don't, I'm not into torture movies, but but I think what the Saw franchise did, I think, is that they sort of reawakened the 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 love of Grand Guignol, you know, the 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 viscera and guts that the shows they used to do in in like the 19th century of like people having bits and pieces ripped out of them and torn off on stage. And uh, I mean, I'd love, I'd love to reawaken that. That was an extraordinary thing, but, um, uh, but yeah, the, the, that, that, I guess what, that's what, that's what Saw is, is, is Grand Guignol, isn't it? It's like that, that mm. going back to that great tradition and really disgusting, sick tradition of Grand Guignol. I was also a film that kind of like reignited big franchises all set within the same storyline. Because you think, okay, obviously we've got things like Fast and the Furious now and we've got all the Marvel movies, but really, I can't think off the top of my head another series of films before like Iron Man kicked off the MCU other than Saw that went on for so long. Right. Because we've just now had the 10th 
entry in the series, but it's technically saw like 12 because you had jigsaw and then you've had um but that that's a lot of films for yeah. one storyline it's extraordinary isn't um, it and and you know yeah. do you want to play a game is a really oh, so good great yeah it's a great it's ca- and, that... and what's lovely is there's a rule <laughs> that's great <Yeah. laughs> um <laughs> Got to ban Greg from doing scary voices. No, don't. They're, they're great. Um, they're really, they're really good. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, and it was a, and again, in the grand tradition of a lot of great horror movies, it was kind of, it was super low budget. It was high concept, low budget, which is what I, I love about great horror movies and great horror movie makers. And again, I'll, I'll bring that back around on the film I'm going to talk about later. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I can't take this suspense. It's almost like this is a horror film. Yeah. Um, all right, so the uh, the lovely... <laughs> Isn't bit... it, Chris? <laughs> also, um, do you want to play a game? I didn't realise that was from Saw. There you go. I've heard that quote all my life. Yeah. Was from Saw. There oh, you go. So good. Do you uh... want to build a snowman? Oh, wait, that's different. That's... <laughs> Another really scary film. Snow. S-N-A-W. No, it doesn't work. My term. Listen, I'll take it. I'll take it. If I, it means I get to watch Frozen instead of a scary film, I'll do it. Um, all right. So the lovely good bit listeners have sent in some uh, suggestions of films that are they consider their favorite Halloween slash scary films. I didn't want to just be like favorite horror films because I feel like that might brand it in some way. You know, if it's a scary film, it doesn't need to be horror. It could be a thriller, or you might watch a kind of scarier film around Halloween time that doesn't have like blood and guts and stuff like that. So I left open to um, whatever the listeners think. So we have Eve Hamill has suggested Scream from 1995. There is one I have seen. Classic, brilliant. Yep, there it is. Yeah, nice, nice. And it's a that's a class Blu-ray yep. by the way. That that's beautiful. Oh, oh, thank you. That's um, it's just simply this is again. Sorry, audio listeners. Um. It's the steelbook and it's the beautiful earth. Is it? It's like the hunting blade, but the reflection of ghost face. And on the back, it's like, do you like scary movies? <laughs> Which is just that voice. Hello, ghost face's voice. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so good. And if you watch the clip of how he created that voice, it's fascinating. And look, there's no voice changer in the world that makes you sound like no. that. If I would like that, no, I'd get no. a lot more work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is, is brilliant, and it's also Sydney. Oh, it's so coming up with that. The problem is, every we're just going to keep saying these things to each other, and that's all people can listen to, and that's going to be awful. So sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, just catchphrases. Uh, what is really interesting that was Wes Craven's, I think, second meta horror movie. Mm. The first being the Final Nightmare which is when Freddy Krueger goes after the lead actors from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. Uh, clever. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Wes Wes Craven did it often uh, copied, never bettered, really. He's, you know, Mm. it was, was, that's a great, and that opening sequence with Drew Barrymore. Right. Oh, my God. It was so sad as well. Uh, Oh. Yeah. So this for for me my favorite kind of horror is um i say favorite it's it's the horror that i appreciate the most because i find it the most terrifying is home invasion oh, horror. Right. 
because it could happen. And yeah. one especially. So I've got my little 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 pile of recommendations. The screen was one, but my all-time recommendation for a true just on the edge of your seat horror is this little number called The Strangers. <laughs> now Ooh. this, if you if you haven't seen it, is the epitome of home invasion because the st- what they've done for the storyline is they took loads of uh, true crime reports of things that happened to people during home invasions and just put it into one story. So it's Liv oh, Tyler um, who goes back to uh, a cabin in the middle of the woods and she's just said no to her boyfriend to marrying him. So he's made it all romantic and they've gone back and it's just sad. And it's just instantly the mood is just so low that you think, how can this get worse? And then there's a knock at the door, which is this infamous bam, 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 bam. Um, and then any time the characters go to the door, the cat, the person behind is like in the darkness and they go, is Tamara home? No, no, she's not here. Are you sure? Yes. And then later on, these people just decide to come in and just try and cause as much bloodshed and carnage as possible. It's it's pure, utter f- terror. And what's really nice is that the camera very, very rarely leaves Liv Tyler. So right. you're kind of experiencing it all as she's going through it. It's just outstanding. But for me, it's just sheer terrifying. So that's, that's the scariest that- film. That sounds great and totally sold me on it. I'll definitely check it out. Now, that is obviously a really scary subject, right? You obviously said that's one of your worst fears. It's something mm, that could really happen. Yeah. It's a home invasion and stuff. What is it about the film then that makes you want to you know, potentially rewatch or really love because it's something that's a real life, saying a scary thing for you, if you, if you get be- what I mean? It's because you, it's, I mean, how, <laughs> I was thinking about this while, while we were away on holiday on roller coasters, how kind of like first world of us is it that we pay to get scared? Like, you know, that's that's such like, that's such a privilege that we pay to be scared by something. Mm. And I'm like, how insane is that, that we pay to like experience adrenaline and fear? And I suppose with this, it's the thought of that's kind of like one of my worst nightmares coming true but it's not having to actually go through it. You get to kind of just see it and go, yeah, that's utterly terrifying, but at least it's not happening. Right. Um, not happening right now. Where I can possibly describe it. <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah. I think John Carpenter, who's one of my favorite directors ever, you, you know, this Chris, um, he said that the horror movies aren't there to create fear. They're there to cure it. Oh, and nice. you do. I think, Greg. I think you're right. There's a purging element to it. Ah, uh, I didn't mean like that. Oh. Is that a segue? I see. <laughs> yeah. the, pur- the Purge is a great movie. Um, Purge is yeah. not quite home invasion, though, is it? Because everyone's like, "Hey, everyone, it's that time of year again. We all get to murder each other." Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. it's which is also brilliant, <laughs> but. But I think you're right. Those movies, it's interesting. Those movies are the ones I I'm, I find most difficult to watch because they're the ones that could mm-hmm. could happen. I like yeah. monsters and supernatural and things that we know won't get us probably. Right. Yeah. Whereas this 
the most terrifying thing in the world is other people. Oh, yeah. totally. Especially yeah. you two. Yeah. yeah, I know. Or people at the cinema. <laughs> people at the cinema. Literally, last night or the night before, I went to see the new Martin Scorsese film, mm. uh, Killers Ooh. of the Flower Moon, which, again, I'm not the biggest fan of long films, but I thought, you know what? It's a big film. It's probably going to be nominated for about 600 Oscars. Yeah. I might as well go see it on the big screen because I probably <laughs> won't watch it in the house. You know, yeah. so three hours and 24 minutes in the cinema. And uh, I'm certainly watching it. Really enjoyed it. I felt as if I went on the journey with characters. I felt like I saw a beginning, middle and end of a story. It kind of felt like I binged the TV show, right? On the big screen. Right. Um, and Martin Scott says, he said that. I saw an interview with him this week where he said, I want you to kind of go on that journey. And then when you leave, you've you've seen it. It's happened and you've been with them. And, and you've been with all the people in the cinema with you on that journey. And my God, for three hours and 24 minutes, just people... And coughing, talking, rough, rustling papers, dropping stuff. The people behind us dropped their phone. It must have been six times. Um, it was yeah. crazy. Um, I just don't understand how people can go to the cinema for that length of time and still make yeah. such a noise and such a mess, you know. Um, it's, even it's the, at, I don't know. It's the worst experience now for me, unless you go to a place where you have film lovers, like the Prince yes. of Charles, for example, is a pretty is a pretty good place. Um, I, I'd rather spend a lot of money and go to an expensive cinema where people who aren't there to mess about than yeah. than, than go because I, I I can't I can't enjoy myself. Like it's can't I relax. Like, no. I'm a grumpy old man, but you know what? Well, there, there you go. <laughs> well, I never um, said that. I never said. Uh, well, that. but <laughs> it was implied. Uh, but it, but it's like people don't know how to behave themselves on yeah, in, in the cinema anymore because they think it's yeah. their it's their living room it's the same as like theater now people don't know how to pay for oh. themselves oh my god mm. but um but some of the best experiences i've had horror lends itself really well to this is a horror movie can be a massive party atmosphere because you get everyone reacting at the same time yeah big styly and the good movies are the ones that allow your audience recovery time from the from the big jumps um and then it sort of doesn't matter about the audience because mm. it doesn't matter about the talking it doesn't matter about it's just because you're it it, it 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 brings everyone together brilliantly and yeah you know if i'm watching a scorsese film i want everyone to shut up so right. i can just watch and concentrate you know i remember going to a, a cinema once and there was a re-release of um 2001 a space odyssey oh. right? and it was brilliant obviously brilliant yeah. film and there's too. a yeah. there's a section in that movie where there's like, I don't know, it's like six or six minutes of total silence. And and I remember watching it and I was like watching this moment when three. And then I heard on this on my the same row next to me, I just heard <laughs> and I just kind of for uh, people listening in, I'm turning sideways to the camera, and then I'm just gonna give Chris and Greg very slow side eye like this. <laughs> my my neck rotated with <laughs> complete disbelief like look at these guys going i i think i'm gonna kill them i didn't but um it, <laughs> no. it, but you're like choose your Nightmare. moment choose your moment there's loads of stuff going on in this movie oh, <laughs> but anyway another, it's, it's fine another scary film for different reasons 2001 a space odyssey yeah existential yes. dread Oh yeah, um, absolutely. The, my favorite space set horror movie. Well, 
my second favorite space set horror movie is Event Horizon. Oh, which they widely consider is as close as you can get to a Warhammer 40,000 movie. If you travel without your Gellerfield, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's true nerdery has just broken out. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> it's uh, that's a scary film. It's Event a, Horizon. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, when they first showed it to test audiences, there was such revulsion at certain points that they had to cut like yeah. 20 minutes out of it, and they've lost that footage. Oh, what? Oh, <clears throat> that's no. gone. It's gone. It, or whatever remains of it is un, is unwatchable because of the the quality of the film. Um, Damn. But it's. It's it, an extraordinary... I, I love it. And it's a haunted house film in space. And even to the point where certain parts of the spaceship they go into lo- looks like a, a vaulted um, a, a, a basement or cellar, but in, but in like sort of brushed steel tiles. It's really... It's great. It's a great movie. Mm. Is that Paul W.S. Anderson? Is that right? I don't know, but I, to be honest, what, what's the year? What's the year? 1998. Okay, I'll make sure I check that one out as well. Uh, Sam Neill, um, Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Sean Pertwee. Is it Jolie yeah. Richardson. Uh, there's <clears> loads, of, loads of great people in it. I have to just go on a super quick slight tangent, purely because I think you'll... You may have already seen it on Instagram, but I think you'll both appreciate this. Just with my... And Neil. So it was my birthday, like just over a week ago. And my birthday gift from Loose was to go and see the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park oh. with a with a live orchestra oh. doing the soundtrack. Oh man. And believe me, that was just such an experience. And hearing the in the flesh was so surreal. Um, it was it was just incredible. It was wow. absolutely incredible, like a pure goosebumps moment. So, mm. it was the first time we've ever done one of these movies where it's a live orchestra. Oh, that's great! And it was it was just oh, outstanding. I would do if that was every movie. I would be oh, in seven. That'd be great. great. I it was I've... so weird. They they had like a little. They had an intermission as well, <laughs> like Amazing. when Dennis Nedry crashes his car on top of the waterfall. It, it's this rising crescendo of music and then the screen goes black and it comes up with intermission. I'm like, what? <laughs> this was never here. Weird. Where's the Dilophosaurus? <laughs> that's, that's weird. That is, that's kind of um, breaks the tension a bit, but okay. Yeah. yeah. That, um, uh, sorry, slight tangent, but it was so good. No, that, that's what happened when I saw Two There's One A Space Odyssey, the reissue in the cinema, there was an intermission halfway through the film and I was just like, what? Are we, are we supposed to... Are we supposed to leave? Like, and just I don't know what to do. You know, like it's never happened before. Um, we could Musicians have had... Union, man. Musicians Union. They're they're a brilliant union. What can I say? They get their breaks. <laughs> right. We could have um, we could have used a break in between Killers of the Flower Moon, but we'll we'll see what sure. happens with that. Um, but yeah, I've never done one of the live orchestras with a film, and I'm just dying to because my one of my best mates saw Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh. I mean, I, I saw you were at Jurassic Park. I would love to do it. Um, so we. We've uh, we've I've dragged Leanna along to a couple of those. We went to see Star Wars, and uh, and we went to see Aliens. Nice, and that was amazing because, sorry, this is tangent. Well, it's kind of a it's, no, it's not horror; it's an adventure film. But um, uh, there, there's a bit in the score, and I was looking, I was looking at the percussion section. This 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 person right at the back was going, 
have they got an anvil? Yep, because there's a lovely <laughs> moment where you can hear this anvil strike. Tink in um, uh, that's the sound of an anvil strike, by the way. That's good, yeah. Voice actor available for hire. Um, <laughs> and they, they, uh, and they, they had this anvil. I was so excited about someone hitting an anvil. It was hilarious. But I, I had a huge nerdy thrill moment because I thought it was being very funny <clears throat> when I, because um, we went to see that, and then we went to see another movie. Then after that. Um, uh, we did a double in the day, but as we were like walking, going across London, I, I just put a little tweet out uh, saying, um, uh, loved aliens at uh, Royal Albert Hall. You know, there's a hashtag for the whole thing. Had a, had a great time. We saw the matinee, but I, I hear the orchestra mostly play in the evenings. Um, and and then I got a reply tweet from Carrie Hen going, mostly. I was like, ah, ah that's amazing. Newt just <laughs> reached out to me. That's amazing. I was so excited. <laughs> Uh, oh, very nerdy. <laughs> That's great. I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for the live orchestra along with films coming up soon. I'll definitely I, I oh. need to check out. They do them at the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. I'll definitely need to check out. Um, a few more listener suggestions. Tia Stevenson asks Does the Adams family count? Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's gothic. It's, it's Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant movie. Raul Julia is brilliant Gomez uh, as is uh, obviously Christina Ricci is that yeah. I, I Ricci she's fantastic mm. as Wednesday you've got the amazing Christopher Lloyd right and, amazing performance oh, oh 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 my god and um, is it Angelica Houston yes thank you as, uh, as, uh, as uh, oh, and she's so good. stunning it, there's so much amazing stuff in that film it's it's yeah. a that's a great that's a great choice although uh, the the um the, the soundtrack is weird because there seems to be a contractual obligation of movies in the nineties that there has to be a rap. Oh, really? and there's the and there's the Adams Family rap. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, have either of you seen the Adams Family musical, the stage show? Yeah. No. No. It's amazing. I, I actually prefer it to the film. <laughs> Fair enough. There's some great songs in that. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, we were lucky enough to see it on Broadway years ago. Oh wow! It was it, oh, was, wow. it was amazing. Yeah, it's the only Broadway show I've ever seen. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the one with uh, what's his face who played Gomez? Um, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Nathan wow. Lane was Gomez, and BB Newworth was Morticia. I mean, wow! Oh, and Carrie Holt Fletcher, I believe, played Wednesday. Is that right? Oh my god! Yeah. Are you uh, googling? Weapon act? No. I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! That's, like... that's very impressive. With <laughs> for knowledge, don't worry. Yes, that's very impressive. Uh, no, I did a I did a show of the Adams family once. I don't sing. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer whatsoever. But I played Gomez, and I had Fabulous. to sing in this accent that I created. It must have offended someone. Um, <laughs> all right. We also have Stephen Conroy suggests Halloween, 1978, oh, oh. absolute classic. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Classic. I mean, go on, Greg. Oh, um, I I can literally only think of the theme tune. <laughs> that's literally um i know there's the oh my god i just just unlocked like a core memory i was tiny and i mean tiny and i remember my mum and dad watching that and all that i ever saw was the opening scene and that haunted me for years of my life. absolutely and it was just that first person shot of that i mean i, I was kind of like i'm gonna be very big brave boy i'm gonna watch it on youtube and it wasn't remotely as scary as i thought it was but 
back then, yeah. that was terrifying. And just a little kid putting yeah. on a mask and taking out his big kitchen knife and going oh. and killing his... Was it his sister at the time? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, oh, it's a, it's a good movie. And again, very low budget. And the money they made back was huge. Um, getting Donald Pleasance on board was, you know, quite quite a thing. And Jamie Lee mm. Curtis was amazing in it. Um, yep. And I think she's the original final girl, maybe? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think, I think that might be it. I mean, there's yeah. there's a really interesting book called Men, Women and Chainsaws by Carol Clover, or Professor Carol Clover, I think. And it's about the the idea, the, the sort of the idea of the final girl and lots of other things in there. And, and it's a really interesting read. It's a, it's a fascinating book. Um, but I read it years ago, but it is is really interesting. It talks a lot about that. Um, but yeah, and the theme tune's amazing. The law created around it, you know, it wasn't meant to be a massive, huge thing, but they got the money to do the sequel. And then what John Carpenter said, okay, with the third one, let's start an anthology series. We're finished with Michael Myers. Let's just do this anthology. And that's where Halloween 3 Season of the Witch came in. People didn't like it. Because he didn't have the guy in the in in the William Shatner mask, but um, exactly yeah. But because uh, they got the William Shatner mask because that was the cheapest mask they could get a hold of, they had to get loads and loads and loads and loads of them, which I think is yeah. genius. Um, imagine if it was a Leonard Nimoy mask, how they would have changed everything. Oh. <laughs> or a George the Kai mask or something. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, but. Um, but <laughs> but the third one I think is a, is is an absolutely brilliant film. It's a brilliant oh, film. It's 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 a it's a cracker. Uh, it's got nothing to do with Michael Myers, okay. but it's oh. got. Have you seen it, Greg? No, no, I've Did seen you, you, the you first one out. and then Halloween H uh, twenty two O, and that's with Josh yeah. Hartnett. Yes, with Josh Hartnett. Yes, yeah. But then I know that they did like a brand new trilogy didn't they halloween halloween like, kills and halloween ends ends yes. yeah was it, did they ever actually explain why he just doesn't die i mean that's the thing i don't know i haven't seen them and nice. i don't ever want anyone to explain things to me i want yeah. i want weird mystery you know it's like yeah. someone say to you uh I hear you like puppies. Yeah, I, I do. I love puppies. Well, let me show you how, how one works. And there you go. Split one open. Oh, uh, yeah. Puppy. Do you still like it? <laughs> no. No, I don't. There's puppy everywhere. What did yeah. you do that for? <laughs> because you like puppies. You want to see the inner workings. <laughs> no, I don't care. I just accept yeah. they're there. Yeah. Leave the puppy alone. Yeah. Don't hurt puppies, everyone. No, absolutely not. No, I don't. <laughs> um, that's the one message people take away from uh, this episode. Um, don't hurt the puppies. <laughs> my very own sister, my very own sister Rachel, suggests Hocus Pocus as her favourite Halloween mm-hmm. film. She also loves Coraline uh, and also loves Beetlejuice only because she just saw it in a very cool outdoor cinema where she got loaded fries and iced cocktails. I mean, oh. you can't argue with that. Hello. I'm sure she meant frozen and, cocktails. I don't I don't want cocktails and, that are not aged. And great choices. Great choice. Yeah. Caroline's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and Hook's Pocus is hilarious. Have you seen the new one? No, I didn't watch it. No. I haven't seen it Loses. either. No. I'm not to see it at no. some point. But it's it's really, you know, that Hook's Pocus is great. Really good stuff. And uh, and Beetlejuice mm. of course is I mean classic, yeah. Brilliant. 
I have That's to um, cool. I have to read this one while you're here, Michael. Um, good friend of the show, Emma Houston says the Blob, nineteen eighty eight, and her response to that was, "Give that bad boy a search." Yep, <laughs> uh, Emma, you are talking my language right now. The Blob is amazing, and uh, and and uh, and in fact, there's a good friend of mine who I've mentioned before to you who wants to come on and talk. Maybe we could do a little group one. That's right, the blob. That's right. Do a, a double on the blob and the mist. Oh, that sounds good to me. Yeah, both both got both involved. I mean, Frank Darabont directed the mist, and he wrote the blob, or certainly contributed towards the script anyway. Um, and and it shows because uh, they do this thing. I think we were talking about before, where so yeah, I'm a brilliant choice. Um, where they take time to create the world in which our characters live. They create the platform of stability before they plunge everything into chaos. And it's brilliant filmmaking, which we rarely see nowadays. When she suggested that on the Instagram post, I just laughed because I knew obviously you were coming on. And Greg, last time... Michael was here, we were talking about the thing, and he was like, the next one we're doing is the blob. And I had it. So um yes, I will check it out and we'll do a double bill, a double blob, the blob and the mist. The blob and the mist. It's uh it's you you're in for an interesting evening if you watch those at the same time. <laughs> Back to back. Oh my god. Um yeah, you might not want to speak to me, but uh 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 <laughs> enjoy the mist, Chris. I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> um maybe a bit foggy, but I'll try. Hello. Um, there we go. Um, and finally, my auntie Charmaine, Charmaine Rooney says The Shining. And I believe The oh. Shining is the best horror film I've ever seen. And I always say it's my favourite one because it did scare the daylights out of me. Um, but I, at the same time, loved the film, you know. It's a good, it's a great film. What can you say about The Shining that hasn't been said already? Nothing. It's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's always be uh, the caretaker. I should know, sir. I've uh, always been here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just the most frightening thing is the design of that bathroom. It's so beautifully yeah. clean and and, and, <clears throat> and like it's like wow, this is like the devil's bathroom. Um, it's yeah. it's gorgeous. You know the one you know with all the red. It's got like, like the red in there. And it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I I love I love Jack Nicholson in it. But what's really interesting is in the book he's supposed to be like just a normal family man. Right. Yes. Whereas. <laughs> Um, where, where, whereas the, some people have said, you know, oh, well, they watch The Shining and the strap line is a brooding psychopath takes his family on holiday and continues to be a psychopath. <laughs> but that might be a little bit harsh. Yeah. yeah uh, I, it, no, it's a great movie. It's a brilliant movie. I mean, just the idea of the kind of the long hotel corridors, I think, oh. really freaked me out, you know, um, yes. not knowing what's around the corner and stuff. I was in a hotel on Friday and I thought about it. Um, the two little girls who still freak me out every time I see them and like memes and stuff like that online. Um, yeah. still to this day, it freaks me out. <clears throat> and speaking of still to this day, it freaks me out when I see it. Technically, I've talked all this time on this episode about me not being a big horror fan, but technically, my favorite movie of all time is a horror film, and it is Ooh. Jaws. Of course, it is. Yeah, yes, um, definitely. Now, I know it's you know listed now as a thriller. And I know it's now rated a 12 on Sky Movies or whatever it is. Extraordinary. But at the time, obviously, known as the scariest film ever made, 
and 18, all these stories of people running out of the screens, throwing up on the aisles before they even reach the toilet, things like this. Um, I don't think it's that quite that level of uh, of violence. However, still to this day, when I see pictures of the shark, when I see pictures of Bruce, and I see clips of the film, uh, GIFs online, I was doing the 30 Day Movie Challenge last month, and I was posting GIFs of the shark and stuff like that. Um, still to this day, it gives me a kind of, uneasy feeling and it's the film I've seen the most in my life um, so it technically is a horror film um, and is in my opinion the greatest film ever made yeah it's a it's a mystery turns into a thriller then it becomes an adventure then it becomes horror because yeah. there's a point where the shark ceases to be a shark and becomes a monster yeah. great point yeah. when it starts hunting the boat that's when you know you're in terrible terrible trouble yes you're very bad trouble <laughs> That no one cries at that bit, and I think that's really, uh, I, I, I that's what that's why I wasn't that's why it popped me out of the film. So I was on that boat, I'd be bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going again. What are we gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> give right. yourself to the shark, <laughs> swim. Yeah, yeah, you must make friends with it, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's... so yeah, tell us, um, tell us what these uh, lovely segues you were making earlier on, these foreshadowing moments earlier on, Michael. What yes. are some of your favourite films? Well, I've got, I mean, uh, I'm, again, sorry everyone, but I'm a, um, I, I love what John Carpenter did uh, in the 70s and the 80s, some of the 90s. Um, but my one of my favourite movies is this, oh, Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Nice. It's a great film. 1987, he did it as a part of a two-picture deal. Essentially, it was the time when he was getting it. It was he was finding it hard to get movies made because a couple of films hadn't done so well. People panned the thing at the box office because they were stupid, and um, he made Prince of Darkness for like three million dollars, which is it's like it's like an indie film. So mm-hmm. what what they did was they chose uh, an amazing location, which is a church in LA, uh, I think, and um, they went high concept low budget and it's about a priest played by the fabulous donald pleasant pleasance who is summoned to another holy guy's maybe another priest's deathbed the guy dies he finds a reliquary and in there there's a key and he finds out about something called the brotherhood of sleep and he goes to this church and underneath the church there's a 16th century crypt so it's been there since you know sort of before people really properly settled in the States. And in it, there is this cylinder containing something. And I'm going to go get this tomorrow. <laughs> um, and things have been happening around the world. There's a supernova has been discovered and the world is being bombarded by, you know, that's talking about the particles passing through the world, all that kind of stuff. And he reaches out to a friend of his who teaches quantum theory in a university. And so played by the amazing, uh, let me just double check. I I think it's Victor Wong. Um, Yeah, Victor Wong, who played Egg Chen in um, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, Great film. Great film. Uh, Big Trouble in China has one of the greatest lines in cinema and also an amazing example of screenwriting. There's a moment where it's all kicking off. They're running around trying to find a way out and Egg has disappeared. And then suddenly from above them, a rope drops down. There's just bits and pieces all tied together. 
and he's up there looking down at them uh, taking the manhole cover off. And they just say to him, how did you get up there? And his answer was, wasn't easy. That's it. <laughs> wasn't easy. There was no side quest. There's no extra stuff. There's no flashback. It just says it wasn't easy. And they carry on with the movie. It's great. Brilliant. Efficient. Brilliantly delivered. You can't get any better than that. So he's the professor. And what he has is, is a class of PhD students. When I first saw this, I went, oh my God, these people don't like students. They're really old. But I went, oh, yeah, the PhDs. So they can be any age. Um, <laughs> and to bring them in to study this thing, to study what it is. And so, again, it's this meeting of science, philosophy, religion, mm. and then horror. Um, they set up a little camp in the abandoned church. They bring all their little beds and stuff in there. They find little rooms. They set up all their equipment, uh, lots of spinning things and flashing lights, you know, um, to to study this thing. And then they find out what it is. Mm, I'm not going to okay. say anything more. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's it's really uh, it, look. It's it's definitely restricted by budget, and it's definitely a movie of the '80s. But there is so much good stuff in there, and there are so many brilliant character actors in it the score is another one of his great stripped down electronic synth scores it, it really does some, it basically he said look i was reading a lot about quantum mechanics and um and i thought let's put that together with religion and uh that, and that's that's what they came up with and also alice cooper is in it <laughs> oh, so, so there you go there you go it's, it's, a, great, great. it's a great movie it's a oh, I, I love it i love it i love it Nice. I'll add it to the list. Not seen it. Please let me know what you think, Greg. Let me know what you think. Oh, I'm gonna go grab it tomorrow. This is this is. I'm like, I've been. You might hate it. I'm sorry if you do. (laughs) No, but it's it's good. It's good to try new films, though. That's the thing. The the other movie he made as a part of the the, the deal was um, uh, They Live. Yeah, love. I I know they live. I know they live. So he mm. he's this he's such a great filmmaker. I mean, right, I can't make these big. I'm not, you know, I'm, I haven't got anything with the studio now. So he just went back to what he knows, which is inventive uh, ensemble performances. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Damn. Um, any others? Any other classics that you love? I could. I've written down a few ones that from recent years that I've enjoyed as a non-horror enthusiast that has approved of some. Oh. Uh, is that horror more of a thriller? I don't know. What about Get Out 2017? Jordan uh, Peele. Um, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a horror film. Amazing yeah. film. It's Amazing terrifying. Film. I thought Get Out was Just... great. Uh, I've got Alien, of course. Um, nice. That's the my Shining. favourite horror movie set in space. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that when you said it earlier <laughs> on. Uh, the Shining. And I really like Don't Breathe from 2016. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really creative, I thought. Very, uh, really good idea. Oh, yes. And the again, blind old man. Yes. Yeah, played by that amazing dude who was in uh, Avatar, right? Yeah. He's like super buff. Um, yes. Terrifying. Um, he's a brilliant actor as well, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really that's that's a really good shout. It's great to have. What's really great with a lot of horror movies, the ones that work work really well, is that there's a rule that can't be broken. They just set up a simple rule. Yeah. Don't breathe. Don't fall asleep. Right. Yeah. Um, 
don't be a teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't go outside. <laughs> don't go outside. Uh, don't let anyone in. Um, but I, was watching, I was watching the Evil Dead the other week for the podcast, and one of the characters literally oh. leaves the cabin. Is anybody out there? I was like, what are no. you doing? You don't know That's the first rule. Yeah. So the <laughs> Evil Dead movies are amazing. They're some of my favorite horror films. Have you seen uh, Evil Dead Rise? I've only seen the first yes. one. Yes, mate. It's yes. great. You've only seen Evil Dead, Chris. Yes. Right. Watch, watch Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I think you said this last time, and it's like yeah. the same film, but with budget, right? But like with, a... with budget, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah, fun, yeah. and Sam Raimi said, yeah, I just want to find new ways to hurt Bruce Campbell. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Nice. Yeah, I will do. I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, definitely an interesting, different film for me to watch. Evil Dead. Uh, when I, yeah, Evil Dead is great, but Evil Dead Rise is is a really cool movie. Have you seen it, Greg? Yes, that's yeah, the it's... newest one that's just yeah, come out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheese Graters. Mommy's with the maggots now. Oh, just... oh very good. Horrific. Yeah, it's it's, it's, um, it's great. Yeah, and again, another beautiful example of. If the characters are just not quick enough or not smart enough, they're gone. Yeah, it's like there's they're they're not worried to kill the darlings in it. No, uh, and, and I think that makes such great horror. That's um that's pretty good. And yeah, that's uh we'll talk about that when we do the blob. A lot oh. of darlings <laughs> killed in that. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, um, again, a great rule: don't read from the book. Right. Don't read yes. from the book. Yep. Well, just with talking about like rules and horror movies, uh, another one that's on like my little little pile. Have either of you seen It Follows? Oh, so yes, this oh. is without a shadow of a doubt. I think one of the best horror movies ever made. Whoa, yep. Um, have you have you seen it, Chris? Yeah, I have so seen the like, film. Uh, I've not so, seen. Sorry, that. So, so, so any any uh, sorry Beautiful. again, audio listeners. It's a um, it's a steel book and it's got a uh lithograph cover where there's a certain shot in the movie where it's this like cloud of is it red paint or is it actually blood but it's this cloud of red smoke in the water moving slowly towards our main character that i think is a brilliant movie and you know the, the creator said it is a movie about a sexually transmitted ghost and that is that is it in a nutshell but it's the way in which everything's designed is terrifying yeah. knowing that there is something out there and you don't know where it is right. but it's constantly constantly moving towards you yep it will it's, never run it's yeah. just walking and one day it's going to get you and the thought of that if you were to pass it on to somebody if it then gets them it's just going to turn around come straight back for you it's pure anxiety in a movie and uh, it's, when you see what happens to someone who yeah. it gets you going yeah i don't want i i, I, don't, I don't want that <laughs> no. bad yeah again I mean, high concept low yes. budget super low budget it's a great idea and speaking of which final final recommended movie and this is really left field like i'd i've mentioned this to so many people and nobody's seen it but it's a movie called lake mungo oh so this it's meant to feel like a documentary right um but it's it's so it's all entirely scripted but the entire thing is meant to feel like it is a documentary and it's a found footage kind of like horror movie where one one day in this family a um uh 
the oldest daughter just suddenly um, disappears. And then it's discovered that she has, I think she's drowned and died in the lake. Um, and so the the son of the family has set up cameras around the house to kind of like film things in a bit of uh, like in her memory. But when he's watching back the footage, he sees his sister in like certain shots. So she'll be like at the end of the garden or she'll be like there's a shot in a car in a corridor and she'll walk past at the very end of the corridor. And it becomes this idea of, is she actually a ghost or is it that she never died and that she's alive and she's trying to now like haunt the family or like torture them or terrify them? It's, it's brilliant. Hmm. I don't want to say any more, but when you watch it, you would never think these are all actors. Not, oh. not that it's like discrediting their acting skills, but you would think it's That's great, real. yeah. Because yeah, of how well it's done. So very, very left field, but Lake uh, Mungo. What year are we talking very, Greg? very good. Mm. Um, it, it, it was 2008. Oh, wow. wow. Recently, great. Okay. That's, 2008. That's yeah. Um, we, but that, very that, good. That, that's a good another good good bits podcast episode would be fan footage movies. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about the Blair Witch. Is that is that considered? Uh, oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. oh yes. We did an episode about that, like before the current format of the show, where someone like picks a movie. It was me and my old co-host. It was during COVID, and we we're like, let's just watch some films. We'll mm. talk about them over Zoom or whatever. And that was one of the ones that we both had never seen, and we did an episode about. And and we we both loved it, but we're also very disturbed by it, and just didn't expect what we got. And yeah, like really, really interesting one that I would be keen to watch again. And I'd like to watch the remake because I hadn't seen it, and I'd like to watch mm. it. Yeah, well, and again, that's uh, I mean, that's that's high concept, no budget. Uh, right, uh, but what they what it was was one of the first viral marketing movies. Do you remember how well they advertised it? Yeah, because people people thought these people and they actually made missing posters for the actors. Yeah, it's great. I'm like, that's very that's insane. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant idea, Br- brilliant. Um, and mm. you know, and I and I think it's a it's a it's a scary film, but you are watching a bunch of actors who have been starved and are terrified out of their <laughs> yeah. minds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they say. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do another quick one for you. Another recommendation: *Malignant*. Oh, ooh, it is oh. bonkers. You start off going, oh, okay, 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 yeah, got it, got it, great. And then third, the last <laughs> third of the movie, you go, what, what? <laughs> it just goes bonkers, and I'm here for it all day. It's it's a, hey. it's a great it's a great movie. I think it's James Wan. Um, but there's, it there's is. So much. Oh wow! It's uh, don't read anything about it. Just okay. just watch right. it. It's that sounds great. It's nuts. Okay. <laughs> right, so I've got five uh, films to watch uh, on rotation before I go on holiday <laughs> on Saturday. We have Good. Thirty yeah. Days of Night, Event Horizon, Prince of Darkness, Lake Mungo and Malignant. What a great uh, holiday Amazing. countdown I'm going to have in the next five days. Oh, you're not going to get If any you sleep. need one last recommendation, <laughs> and I know, Mike, I know Mike's seen this. So if you haven't already, there is a, I mean, one of my favourite just, just creators, I'm not even going to call him a filmmaker anymore, but just one of my favourite creators is Mike Flanagan. Oh. Who handles horror so deliciously because his style is to um is to give you so much build up it's that it's that feeling that you're about to have a jump scare 
another jump scare doesn't come. Negative oh, space. And it's a that, lot of negative yes. space. Yeah. And he has made, I, th- I personally think, is one of the best TV shows ever created on this planet. And it's called Midnight Mass. Oh, and it's brilliant. pure art. It's phenomenal. About six ish episodes. Great. Whole story tied up in a bow. Done. It's and, beautiful. And he had he's had this story in his back pocket for like what twenty years, wow. wanting to do it, never quite been able to do it. Phenomenal. And it was a, on a pure chance. I just clicked it on Netflix. Oh, to be like, oh, yeah. this looks good. And I was just incredible. Love and that. It, it, and, and and yeah, he made it exactly. I think well, it looks like he made it exactly how he wanted to because it's beautiful. It's yes, be- it is beautiful. Oh. That's a really good. And also, just another one quickly on Mike Flanagan. Doctor Sleep, the sequel <gasps> to The Shining. Yes, the sequel. It's so good. Yes, it's I have so good. My God, I walked into that film in the cinema not knowing it was a sequel to The no. Shining. Oh, mate, oh, that's amazing. God. Yeah, such a good yeah. experience. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Ewan McGregor is he's always brilliant but he's phenomenal in that as is Rebecca Ferguson she's terrifying oh she's brilliant as um what's her name something Rose the Hat Uh, Rose the Hat that's it it's a great and that there's a horrible scene with a baseball boy um oh it's just it's so hard it's so hard to watch and that's so brilliant but it's yeah great 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 movie yeah, it's um Mike Flanagan did a a, a home invasion movie. Oh. Um and it's it, his wife is the lead actor in it. Um uh, filmed um, it at their house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. It's um it's called Hush. That's it. Came out in uh, 2018. Literally it was on the list I was about to say other modern yes. ones. Hush, incredible film. Yeah. Oh, it's horrifying. Your lead character is deaf and mute, yes. and they come under attack, and they they can't call for help. There's no way of getting Brilliant. out without the person that's waiting for them outside. It's just terrifying. But yeah, yeah great. I, I gonna, you mentioned Hush. Okay. Well, at yeah, some point we'll so have a talk. We'll have a chat about. Uh, there's a horror movie idea that I've got, and it's got a really good rule, but I'm not going to tell you here. <gasps> the suspense. <laughs> Nice. Well, listen, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface, but it's a good way to kind of put a bow on it there, um, chatting about all of our favourite ones. If, in a word, you had to tell me, or numerous words, what is, if you just had to think about it off the top of your head, favourite horror film? Go for it, Michael. The Fog. Scream. Oh, wow, really? I'll go with Jaws, yeah. but I also, I guess if we're not considering Jaws a horror, then I'll go with The Shining. I also love Psycho. I never mentioned Psycho. Um, oh, I think Psycho's really good too. That was one of the ones that I've really got me into. That was one of those ones where I was like, okay, it's a, it's going to be a scary film. I'll just I'll just man up and watch it. And it wasn't too scary, but really good film. You know, people are people are terrifying. Yeah, that's all Absolutely. it is. Yep. And motels. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Must be terrifying. Anyway, there's, thank there's you so much. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love when Greg's on the show. Every so often, he just brings <laughs> up these these random voices, and it makes me laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you so much uh, for your time this evening. Um, I feel like we've, again, we've not even scratched the surface on ones we can chat about. So I don't know if we have to wait all the way till next Halloween uh, to chat about other scary films, but any just any film chat you, you want to do in general, just please, if you're looking for something to catch up on, please jump on the show. Always a pleasure to see you and, and catch up with you both. Um, you. And yeah, you're welcome back. Thanks anytime. for having us, man. Thanks for having us. It was thank brilliant. you. Yeah, cheers. 
Until next time, folks, thank you very much for listening and for watching the Good Bit Podcast. Take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you all down the road.